We won't hurt you. We only want you to listen to our podcast. So welcome back to NPMY Radio. We're back for our fifth podcast. And what more suitable to talk about than Prince's fifth album, 1999. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of something different here we've been so busy covering the tour that we haven't talked about the thing we love uh prince's music so let's get into that uh first off we're gonna introduce ourselves i'm Derek kelly and with me i have zahir ali amel dave and andy stanger all right so we're back with 1999 um prince's like i said prince's fifth album uh released in october 27th 1982 uh this was definitely not so much different, but it represented a new pace for what Prince was doing. You know, uh, we're seeing now heavy synth, uh, new wave type of music going on. Um, a com- not so much a complete departure because we saw some of that in controversy, but you saw previously we saw more of a uh, disco music going on there, disco and ballads, and now we're seeing this more new wave, funkier stuff going on. It was really probably one of my favorite if not top five Prince albums. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it was, a lot of people, it was the first time that they noticed Prince, kind of. Little Red Corvette was getting a lot of play, 1999 getting a lot of play. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of an introduction, you know, to Prince to a lot of people, or, mm-hmm. or he started to really spread out mm-hmm. on a mass level, mainstream level with this album, I think, you know? Yeah, I know for per- personally, that was my first experience with Prince I didn't really hear the stuff prior to that you know I I, I recall a summer hanging out with my cousins we were camping and uh, my cousin Albert had three albums with him he had Purple Rain 1999 and I think it was Sunil Opera's She's So Unusual we listened to those over and over during the whole entire camping trip and I went home and I was like I have to get this and these were like the first two Prince albums that I owned right after that yeah and so yeah, I actually it's interesting. I um, I redis- I discovered 1999 after Purple Rain, mm-hmm. um, going back and, and exploring the um, back catalog. Of course, I was fairly young when this came out, mm-hmm. but um, I think you're right, Derek, in pointing out this is a departure album because um, it's it's almost I would call it Cold War noir. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very kind of at, at most of the points in the album, it has a very desolate sound kind of bleak um, most of it is electronically produced um, the Lynn drum is used almost exclusively except maybe for a lady cab driver um, and everything else is synthesized um, which is which is way more than we had with controversy yes. right um, and so this is definitely and, and there were Prince wasn't the only person moving in this direction um, but there is and I think even the song's themes as we go into some of the, the tracks, um, the, the theme of the Cold War looms. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in the 80s. Um, Ronald Reagan <laughs> is the president. Um, you know, we're still having drills in elementary school of what to do in case nuclear war. And so um, Prince talked about Ronnie talks to Russia in controversy. And I think 
that kind of Cold War theme plays out, and just the the, the way that the music um, is is produced reflected that. Very representative of the times, and I'm glad Absolutely. that you mentioned that because that's very important to the theme of what was going on there. I mean, it was funky and it was accessible, but there was this ongoing theme talking about politics and culture of the time, mm-hmm. and it's very representative of this album. And he and he wasn't the only one. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about some of the other artists. I mean, you had people like. Um, a lot of the European artists were also having this kind of bleak Cold War noir sound. You know, like, um, well, that's basically mm-hmm. what New Wave was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was you know. Europe, so right? that that's that. that yeah, was very much... and then he did it in a way which is very not like preachy, like mm-hmm. this is what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. but rather like you know uh, making a personal experience of you know partying or or you know doing this and that mm-hmm. and being in love and having this right. imagery right. around you right. you know and adding I mean, that yeah, he the updates the, the hippie sound yeah um, right. hippie, <laughs> hippie ethos yeah updates. Yes. Um, right. the other thing that I thought was interesting about this album more than than anything before we see the kind of segregation of Prince's musical personalities because 1999 comes out in October, but in August of that same year, The Times, What Time Is It is released, and Vanity Six's debut album is released. And we begin to see a pattern of where Prince is um, allocating certain styles of music to different artists, right? And so The Time becomes the outlet for his funk output. Right. For his funk output. Right. Most of his mm-hmm. funk stuff is going to the time. <laughs> and then his hypersexualized, almost, you know, feminine personality mm-hmm. is going to the Vanity Six material. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, you know that was all present in controversy. That he could right? work all and these he, different markets. Yeah, at the he same split time. it up. Um, and so nineteen ninety nine becomes a serious kind of focus pop mm-hmm. project. Um, where that is the main emphasis. And so, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Andy has some of the chart performance on how, how the album did overall, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it said on, uh, you know, just looking up online, on the Billboard 200, it peaked at number nine and was the fifth best-selling album of uh, 19, 1983, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. One thing that was interesting is that Derek actually brought up when we were sort of discussing this beforehand, that the song 1999 was actually released twice. Yes. Um, after Little Red Corvette came out and was a big smash hit, they re-released mm. 1999, and then that, you know, of course, charted higher, mm-hmm. just because now people had heard it. There was the album, so you know, 99 peaks at 12 in the U.S. Um, Little Red Corvette does number six. The lyrics is number eight. And then the two other singles that didn't do as well were Let's Pretend We're Married and Automatic, which were very odd choices. Extremely for, odd. Uh, mm-hmm. Like. I don't know if they just wanted to try to milk this a little bit further. You know, I know they were coming off of the whole MTV hype and 1999 Mm -hmm. did extremely well and gave Prince huge recognition um, as a black artist on um, American TV. And I think he was probably the first artist, black Mm -hmm. artist on MTV, if I recall properly. So. Yeah, so either him or Michael Jackson. It was him or yeah. Michael Jackson, but you know, <clears throat> but they were definitely both at the, breaking this, the barrier, yeah, yeah, the so, color barrier. So now you're TV. seeing these, uh, you're seeing this, and so maybe they use that to milk this a little further. Pro- a really bad choice, though. I don't really understand that at all. Well, there are a couple of things that are, that are interesting about this album. It's a double album, mm-hmm. um, which Warner Brothers was was nervous about marketing um, because, of course, it would cost twice as much mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's harder to sell mm-hmm. um m- many of the songs on there are extremely long 
right? Mm-hmm. One of them goes over nine minutes. A couple of them over eight minutes. Um, so, so it performing as well as it did is remarkable, given the fact that this is a double album for an artist who is primarily known as a black artist up to this point with controversy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, this was a this was a, a big step, um, a bold artistic step, and I think it, it begins the um, narrative of Prince kind of pushing his record company to follow his artistic muse as opposed to their commercial, you know, kind of, of program. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the other thing is that, you know, this album does extremely well because it stays on the charts for 153 weeks. Very impressive, you especially know, for right. that time. And it's going up against Thriller. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so... <laughs> You know, think about, and this is before mass piracy. This is before digital MP3s, mm. file sharing. So for an album to push that kind of of, of sales is is extremely impressive. Um, and I think it's by May of 1983, it's certified platinum, right? Um, which was extremely impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a different era, too, that this thing yeah. had come out in. You know, I think if you're looking at a new artist doing the same kind of thing today, you know, you, it's tough to get that kind of a chance. But, you know, having Warner Brothers, who probably, you know, completely believed in him because they had seen what he had been doing with Dirty Mind and all this, mm-hmm. there was just this enormous push with this album to get it out, you know, to have the video on MTV. And I think it helped that, you know, it was a really good album and these yeah. songs were yeah. really good. And yeah. he had uh, a couple of songs which were just, you know, enormous hits, even right. to this day. Right. So, that even yeah. he can't retire. <laughs> right. As <laughs> <laughs> much as he yeah. tried. As much as he tried. I don't even yeah. think he's trying. Yeah, and this was also the first album cover uh, that didn't feature Prince's full facial picture. His eyes are hidden right. in, in, in the um, artwork. Um, and it's the first album that I, that is identified as Prince and the Revolution. Right. Um, Even though in, on the, in another part of it, it says produced, arranged, composed, and performed by right. Prince. But he introduces the band on, yes. the, on the cover art. Yeah, so and, it's the and first the acknowledgement of, and the revolution. And I think that this was the first time the band members had heard right. yeah. of themselves I, referred to. I recall the story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he gave him a shout out. Yeah. A hint of things to come. Yeah, yeah. It's like who was in the band at the time? We had uh, Wendy and Lisa. Well, Lisa, Wendy was Wendy was already in yeah. the band. Lisa came in towards. No, the Lisa end. was in the band. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa was in the Wendy band. Came Wendy in came in later the on towards okay. the end, right before they started working on the purple. When Des Rain. left, yeah, when Des left, and they started working on the purple rain yeah. stuff. You've got um, Matt Fink is already in the band at this point. We've got Bobby Z. Bobby Z. You know, we've got the core revolution right. is already involved right. in this project right. in one way or another. Des. Leaving towards right. the end of the tour, and uh, Brown Mark was Brown Mark in the band already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we've got the full revolutions at this point, you know, or what was shaping to yeah, be because Andre had left mm-hmm. after controversy. Yeah. So yeah. what was shaping, like I said, what was shaping <clears throat> yeah. to become the revolution that we know and love, and this is their introduction at this point. Yeah. So um, with that, um, we can. I think we can go into a track. Yeah, track. we can do that. So let's, you want to start with 1999? Yeah, 1999. 1999. <laughs> uh, well, the the track opens, of course, with the famous 
Don't slow worry. down intro, which I won't um, hurt you. Yeah, and this <laughs> this kind of you know this I think is part of the. There was a lot of special effects used on this album. Yeah, um, this is the first time he's doing the the playing with the speed of the voice. Right. Um, and other tracks he uses like these audio samples of traffic and lady mm-hmm. cab driver mm-hmm. marching and free the baby and delirious. Mm-hmm. So we we see Prince yeah. really getting into this synthesized thing going somebody, on with these special left effects. A, album of samples and he just went buck wild yeah yeah Yeah, and i mean this is a perfect song to kind of set the tone for the album i think it's like a party song with the cold war kind of the bomb exactly and he's yeah Yeah. he has this he has this thing with armageddon um, right 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 which for people familiar with the track dance electric it's another Mm. song where in the extended version and dance electric comes out I think in 1986 or 87, and he says, we got 13 more years. So Prince, in his mm-hmm. mind, 2000 marked, like he was Y2K freaking out yeah. before, <laughs> like, right. before, you know, it was, people couldn't see past the millennium. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that 1999. Well, it was also this. a very bleak time because you think about it, we were in the Reagan era, the Cold War, nuclear, uh, the nuclear holocaust was waving in front of our face and people really thought that this was something and it was going to be a heavy reality you know so this was the hot topic of the time and i think Mm -hmm. i had either read or saw on tv or an interview somewhere where i think they were touring and a group of them members of the band were in a hotel room together and they were watching a special about like nostradamus and him predicting the end of the world and that sort of discussion and watching that show is one of the things that sort of started prince on armageddon and right in 1999 yeah Mm -hmm. so the the structure of the song is is special Mm -hmm. um because the song's verses feature des and lisa and prince and my understanding is initially they were all recorded in harmony yes Mm -hmm. um and then when prince was mixing the song he decided to pull the the three-part harmony apart and feature one vocalist per verse mm-hmm. right um which gives it a really you know you have um you know lisa or des then prince or then lisa then prince and then they all together on the fourth verse so it's just yeah. a weird kind of structure and, that, and that's that interesting because effective. that's where that sound comes from where the other vocals aren't as strong as prince's right. it doesn't sound like a lead right. you know it's not right. that they're bad singers right. it's more that they're doing background right. for a very interesting track yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's quirky right and and i i you know i like about this song when when it kind of warms up um Mm -hmm. to the party chant that's Mm -hmm. when the song gets warm because the rhythm guitar gets more prominent Mm -hmm. and there's this call and response um you know it gets really funky the party yeah Yeah. um and then this kind of chant and he his sense of humor you know i got a line in my pocket Right. And it's ready to <laughs> ready roar. roar yeah. In the video, he does this sly smile because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you should know what he's talking about, you right, know. Right. Um, his kind of double entendre. Mm-hmm. And um, the other part of the song, and, and there's just a specific moment of the song where it's building to a climax and he screams, 
right? This is about five and a half minutes into the song. He screams, and at the end of his scream, everything drops out except the drum track and the rhythm guitar. Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool way. Like Prince, I think as an arranger, doesn't get enough credit, but yes. he really knows how to like mix yeah. um, and and wrap stuff up tightly or loose, you know, loosen it up. And this was a really cool point of the song. Like it's all building. Everyone does this chant of party. You know, mm -hmm. you can't run from revelations, the biblical reference, yeah. sing it for your nation. Mm -hmm. You know, and then mm -hmm. he comes with this scream, and then everything drops out except the the drums and the rhythm guitar and then the vocal pitched mommy why does everybody have a bomb to and, bring us back to right, right. exactly and then it leads perfectly into the next track which is little red corvette right, right. probably one of my favorite favorite songs the original version and later on the extended remix are i i probably listen to that song over and over and over again yeah it's certainly one of his most popular songs yes, ever definitely. as far as you know and a great music video for this for yeah. it as well live performance type of piece you know something that you don't see i don't think i've ever seen again in prince's repertoire of music mm -hmm. you know the style the rockability you know, he didn't really come back until later on, and it didn't even the formula that was here, whatever formula was used to create this song, was never ever repeated again in Prince's music. Right. Yeah, I think the um, was I think it's important to mention this song inspires Stevie Nicks mm -hmm. to want to record "Stand Back" and Prince oh, yeah, is credited yeah. yes. for playing keyboards <clears throat> because she liked the keyboard right. arrangement on on, on Little Red Corvette. Um, this song, I think, is especially notable, and I think Andy mentioned this in an earlier yeah, podcast, yeah. of Prince's lyrical ability. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I can't think of, uh, maybe on, on count on my hands, some of the best opening lines of a song. And mm -hmm. this has one of those. I guess I should know by the way you popped your car sideways. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Just sets yeah, it up amazing. completely. There's a story. There's a story here, and the story is, and, and one of the things that Prince, as a male artist, uh, as a male R&B artist, and then as an emerging pop star, is, is is unique in exploring male vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. Because there is this whole kind of story about performance anxiety <laughs> to put it in yeah. like the best yeah. stuff, you know, because he's like seeing all of these people. Uh, the, I mean, I'll let Andy talk about some of the other double entendres in the song, but he's talking about, you know, uh, of all the people who've come before yeah, all, him. all of her past lovers yeah, and, and things like that. And he's just like, will I measure up? Like, there's yeah. this whole question of will I measure up? And I thought it was really, you know, unique that Prince is one of those artists who's willing to explore that kind right. of vulnerability. In and not song. do it in a vulgar way. I think that's a very important part of this. You know, you can talk about this subject you know you can talk about sex and do it in a way that it just it, it's meaningful you know you walk away and go, all right this is a story i can in some way relate to this and you're like all right you know when you really look at it and you see how deep this is and how well structured the song is lyrically not only musically but lyrically you're like wow you know you walk away with such a great experience 
And you know, as a young kid, this is the first time I heard Trojan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> of, course. of course, it blows and, and my mind. Chris is kind of like yeah. ahead of his time. I mean, yeah, I'm sure people were really using is. condoms back then, but of course, mm-hmm. yeah, condoms become a big thing as AIDS progresses in taboo. the late '80s, and this was taboo. And for Prince to just put that out there, I thought was pretty, you know, yeah. pretty uh, important. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, to put that out there, like, mm-hmm. and even you know, condoms. he's talking about a woman that's had many previous yeah. sexual partners like that's not talked about in the 80s right. Mm-hmm. Right. you know now it's right. like oh Britney Spears has slept with right. a thousand people right. we don't even care right. anymore yeah and he does right. it like Derek right. says in a in kind of flattering way mm-hmm. right because there's a way mm-hmm. yeah. I mean it, you you have to be careful how you if you want to compare a woman to a car like you could be objectifying her <laughs> yeah. you yeah. end up with something like R. Kelly's you, you remind, remind me of, of a jeep, jeep. Oh, that's you know the first thing which I is like <laughs> you know I was like god no that's, that's so horrible uh, you know so for R. Kelly a woman reminds him of his jeep and Pierce mm. Prince talking about the little red Corvette and the right, sleekness right, and right. the smoothness of this yeah. woman and yeah. and I think it's a it's it comes off much more yeah, artfully yeah. done absolutely and using yeah. these metal the Trojan the Trojan and the, the horse jockey. and the jockey yeah, like, yeah really, it's amazing really I mean yeah. the, like I said in the other podcast like you mentioned it's the metaphors that just do it in the song and yeah. it's just, it just so well written and it actually is one of the songs when you listen to it it makes you think Mm-hmm. Like you're you're listening to those references, you're listening to like his angst with trying to deal with this woman and and his feelings. It's just an amazing pop song. Yeah, and mm-hmm. this song, I mean, even more than 1999 to me, Little Red Corvette is a song that's really stood the test of time yeah. mm-hmm. too. Yeah, even in the way he's been able to reinvent it Absolutely. almost every five Absolutely. or ten years, and he's still performing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and when that when it comes on, there's usually this red light, and, and mm-hmm. he lets that keyboard, the chords, kind of play for a yeah. while, and you, yeah. it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's get, a special you know? moment, yeah. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a song that has like all of these elements, the blues yeah. element, the rock element, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. he, he depending on how he plays it, he can right. emphasize that and I think mm-hmm. that he does that that really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think we started to hear a lot of like the purple rain ideas also coming right. out of a song mm-hmm. like right. this, you right. know, where it is kind of this fusion right and mm-hmm. you, it's so unique. We right. don't have a lot of songs like right. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, Derek mentioned the 12 inch of this. Oh, yeah? Um, yes, which the extended is, version. The extended of version um, has him doing a little beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which um, is, you know, and, 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 and for people who followed Michael's career, like this is how they recorded, you know, Michael mm. would beatbox a beat into a tape recorder and mm. that would be the basis for the track. And I've, I've heard people write about Prince's recording. Um, many of his songs are written by first him laying down the drum track and mm-hmm. then the bass and then the chords and then the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, and to hear him do this little beatbox mm-hmm. was pretty pretty cool <laughs> in, in that 12-inch. Yeah. yeah, that was a very fun single. It was weird when you listen to it, but it's it's a nice addition to a great song. You know, yeah. it doesn't take away, the, it adds to it. And you, you, oh man, I love that single. I yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which brings us you know, um, to the next song, which is Delirious. Yeah. Um, which for me personally is a throwaway. Like, I, yeah. could, really? I could do without it. Wow. I just, I don't care for that rockabilly type thing. I think 
that that's always a crowd pleaser when he does that live. It's yeah, well, that's it for me. Delirious never played well on the, the album for me, but mm-hmm. you know when when I saw it, especially like the version he did kind of on the Purple Rain tour mm-hmm. with Possessed, yes. you know, kind of back to back with that. Yeah. I mean, he was just you know in, in those moments he's so into it. So there are arrangements yeah. of Delirious. I mean, I like how in, in the Welcome to America away. shows he turns yeah. Delirious into like a church vamp. Oh yeah, right? that was like, great too. Uh, oh, yeah. he really yeah. churches. Yeah. It up, which mm-hmm. I could, I could get with, but the way it's presented on the album, it's like, I mean, it makes me want to bust out with the Carlton dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I think yeah. that's what it's been for. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's never been one of my favorite Prince popular songs, mm-hmm. popular Prince songs. Right. But I mean, I I still appreciate. It. But you're right. I think it it works better live when he's running around the stage and performing it and all the crowds into it right, things like right, that right. and then the, the we here we have this the sample of the baby um, mm-hmm. which many people think is original to Prince but I did some research and mm-hmm. found that it comes from a Perry and Kingsley song called Countdown at Six mm-hmm. or a record by them called Countdown at Six and this is the same baby sound that Timbaland samples oh, wow. in mm-hmm. the Aaliyah song yeah you're right um, yeah. so you know that's a little piece of trivia. I don't have too much more to say about <laughs> delirious. To yeah, no, no. So let's um, go into um, let's, let's pretend, pretend we're married. married. Another great song lyrically. Well, it's, it's an interesting song. It's very basically he's he's begging a woman for oral sex. Yeah, to get over <laughs> his much. girlfriend. I mean, yeah. that's the whole song is yeah. about oral sex. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I could use a mouse like yours to yeah. forget the girl that walked out my door. Yeah, you I mean know? that's the meaning of the title right there. Let's pretend we're married. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not. But yeah. again, interesting lyrically, you know, to go out and say these things without actually saying them is yeah. a lost art you don't hear that in music today you know it's the subtlety right the subtlety right. of it's it gone. you know it's yeah. not yeah. crude yeah. Yeah, well it, it, it is <laughs> it is but it isn't yeah, yeah. heard the song I, the first time the first verse I'm thinking he says I can use a love like yours and I was like okay but then by the second and subsequent verses it's clear he's saying mouth yeah. Um, and this, he is begging this woman for for her head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's basically it. But you um, know, and then closes the song out with this, like, you know, it's it's kind of like Darling Nikki. It's like a really raunchy song that closes out with God. He's yeah. like, I'm in love with God, and oh yeah, and yeah, some, yeah. This, you, yeah. If you don't, that's you're a double drag fool. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Prince, yeah, where did that come from? Yeah. It's yeah. such a juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, right. but I do want to say, you know, I. 
do kind of still agree with Derek. I think that like he does have a point. You know, when I was younger and I would hear songs like these, mm-hmm. there were things that were over my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the meaning of it was not, I didn't take it as an explicit meaning yeah. until later I started to understand it. When you it. grow up and you're like, yeah, oh, I, you're I my feel guy. like these days, yeah, yeah. songs on the radio, yeah. a kid is more like, well, there's I mean, much more it, to well, I, room. I don't know, but by the time in the part where he says, I seriously want to F the taste out of your mouth, <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah. think he's pretty yeah. clear. What kind of in the course yeah. he wants to have, with right? Yeah. And he had some, you know, you know raunchier songs yeah. like that that mm-hmm. your parents might be like, hey, but, you know. And this, this, and this was an extended yeah. track, right? Yeah, I yeah. forgot how long yeah, this, this goes for, like but this was goes for over eight minutes yeah. or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and I think he had a rep. He had a rep for being on that it's on that line. Oh, okay. Seven, seven you know, minutes. There were songs, you know. Where he was pushing it, you know. Yeah, this is yeah. this is one of those you run to the record player to lift the needle off the record. Like a right. Right. Yeah, yeah, if your parents yeah. are yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because that doesn't appear on the lyrics. Usually, the lyrics, right. the lyrics on the, the the cover sheet, you know, give mm. you a sense of what's coming. But this is an ad lib. In- yeah. Well, interesting says, enough, I, I just wanna, to... seriously wanna. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but interestingly enough, when this was released as a single, it was backed by Irresistible Bitch. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, we're not pulling any punches here. No. <laughs> right. Right. There were some B-sides to this album, too. Maybe we'll talk, yeah, talk we'll, about Yeah, we can talk about that. Because we missed, mm-hmm. we missed the, the important B-side to 1999, which yes. we, can, we can get back to. <laughs> right. Um, dance music, <laughs> sex, sex, romance. DMSR. Because D- obviously you can't put that on the record. And right. one of the funkiest tracks on this album mm-hmm. is Dance Music Sex Romance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's it has a warmer sound than the yeah. other songs. The rhythm guitar is prominent. A crazy mm-hmm. uh, bass. The mm-hmm. horn stabs. The synth stabs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, same yeah. Oh, definitely. One, one of my, of my favorite, favorite Prince songs, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I almost think it. it's yeah. like a hidden gem because it's so most people who are not big Prince fans don't even uh, kind of overlook this song. Yeah. But wasn't this was on Risky Business, right? Wasn't this was this the the track that um, no. Tom Cruise danced? No, he doesn't dance to. No, 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 no. He doesn't dance to in the party scene. This song plays on Risky right. Business. Oh, okay. I think yeah, you're right. I yeah. thought you meant the famous. No, not the. Yeah, yeah, no, not the. No, no, no not the take the records off the shelf. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. the on in the party no, scene. No, I think you're right. This is, there. this is yeah. one of the. I think it's one of the first records. Um, one of the first uh, okay. songs of Prince featured in in film. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. while we add it about Prince in film, 1999, the album cover is featured in The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Ali Sheedy, who's like the weird. Yeah. The weird character in the breakfast club is mm-hmm. is reading the liner notes to 1999 oh, okay. while she's in detention but um but back to dance music sex romance um there's a part where he's doing the hand claps mm-hmm. um and he's doing this call and response mm-hmm. and um, you know, he says, white people clap your hands on the floor. And there's this kind of joke where he, then he counts it out as, yeah. you know, to kind of help you Dude. get the rhythm if you don't yeah. have it. And according to the, to, I, I read this that M- Peggy McCreary, who was the studio engineer, said that, you know, Prince had, um, her, Jamie Shoup, and Carol McGovney 
come in there and do these ad libs and they're credited in the liner notes and he's and he jokes and he says you know you white people ain't got no rhythm um mm-hmm. so this was a joke yeah. um mm-hmm. which of course is ironic because his rhythm keeper his drummer is bobby z yeah, who yeah, is yeah. white of yeah, course yeah. Um, but this was a really, um, in this, he has like this, in the end, he has this kind of racial breakdown, you know, yeah. part of this kind of cultural humor. Mm-hmm. Um, Negroes, whites, Puerto Ricans, and Japanese. That's like, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the party world of Prince at this yeah, point, right. you know, um, which I thought was interesting. I think in this album, I don't think we mentioned this, is that you start to see Prince's emerging sense of humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. and because he, he and, and 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 yeah, because in this in the same track, mm-hmm. he gives a shout out to what would become the triple threat, right? Because mm-hmm. in this rap, he says, um, "Jamie Star is a thief," and mm-hmm. of course, he's Jamie Star. Yeah. So just self self referential humor. Mm-hmm. Then he says, "Time to fix your clock," referencing yeah, the, the time. time. Right, and he says, right. "Vanity Six is so, so sweet. sweet." So he he yeah, does great. a shout out to his complete stable mm-hmm. of of artists at at this point in this song. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, next up is automatic, mm-hmm. or better pronounced AUTOMATIC. Um, this is the longest song on the album, right. clocking over nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to step back one second, mm-hmm. on the LP, those last two songs that we talked about are the only songs on that side of the album. Yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, that's yeah. Um, so, AUT-O-Matic um, is more of this kind of strong synth with the Lin drums. Yeah. And actually, when I when I heard AUT-O-Matic and uh, released at the same time as um, She Blinded Me With Science, mm-hmm. and if you listen to the synth, the winding synth in AUTOMATIC, it has mm-hmm. this kind of mm-hmm. reminiscent to me of what Thomas Thomas Dolby was doing, which is again, we talked about like this whole movement in music at wave. the time. Um, this was a potentially um, controversial song uh-huh. because of the bondage um, the video. in the video, the bondage yeah. theme. Mm-hmm. And even in the song at the end, um, there's a woman moaning crying we're not really <laughs> yeah. sure what she's doing right um you know so it's 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 a little a little unclear but yeah. um very strange music yeah. video yeah but i i like i like this track yeah um because of the the synth um again um which next track up is something in the water something in the water does not, not compute. compute right and again prince this is Prince getting dissed. Um, and I think some of his best songs are when Prince is getting dissed. Mm-hmm. Um, or just um, or, dealing or with be, the, yeah. the relationships yeah. and the struggle. Yeah. Some people tell me I've got great legs. Can't figure out why you make me big. Does that compute? Does that compute? You think you're special, well, so do I. 
Nothing special will it make me cry Does not complete It does not complete Must be something in the water I drink It's been the same with every girl I've had Must be something in the water I drink Why else would a woman want to treat a man so bad yeah. Like, and I think I talked about this prior that to me, that works for me with Prince because I can associate it to what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, this new world that he's in, I cannot access. You know, so when you look at the 2010 album and you're like, I'm not the 2010 album, the previous album, yeah, the 2010 album was released in Europe a few months ago. It's not accessible to me. You know, I'm throwing away a lot of the tracks and I'm not listening to this album all the way through because I don't understand what he's talking about. Yeah, so then it, you yeah, go back in yeah. time and you listen to this album, you know. I can associate what he's talking about. I've gone through pain and angst and embarrassment and dating and whatever goes on through in the life of a young male, you know. So I'm experiencing this through Prince's eyes now. Yeah, and I think um, this is the coldest mm -hmm. sounding track of mm -hmm. the album in terms yeah. of the electronic. The party slows down. At this, um, part. this is the and you get the real sense of isolation, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, which matches the the topic or, or the the lyrical content. Um, I like the outtake to this. If, if any of you guys have heard the outtake with the piano, that piano solo, mm -hmm. um, it is actually one of my favorite outtakes. Mm -hmm. um, is is this track with with that? Um, so. That's uh, something in the war does not compute. Then we get to free, free, which is probably the first ballad in the whole entire album at this point. Yes, it's that fairly long, and this has the marching. And this is, I think, Amelia, right, you right, mentioned right. how Prince handles the Cold War because yeah. free here is a has a double meaning. Yeah. It's talking about be glad that you're free, kind of celebrating freedom and democracy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But also, his girl has left him. Mm -hmm. So you're free, free to change your mind, free to go anywhere, anytime. You don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah, right. So his, he's paralleling the nation state with a marriage situation. Yeah. Or, or So this, this the whole album is about, you know, this single person living their mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing, of course, is that free was uh, replacement for um, Moonbeam Levels, mm -hmm. which is an outtake um, that has never been released, mm -hmm. um, but has some melodic similarities to Three Chains of Gold. Mm -hmm. um, but um, Free has that kind of anthemic, you know, almost closer, because it doesn't close the album, but mm -hmm. it gives you a sense of how Prince would begin trying to include these kind of anthemic songs in his in his albums mm. yeah yeah absolutely and it's i think yeah in some ways to me you know it even reaches farther than 1999 with certain lines you know mm -hmm. like when he says you know uh be glad that you are free because there's many a man who's not right you know, mm -hmm. and things like right. that it's just kind of a, a yeah. right a global kind of a line right. you mm -hmm. know right yeah and it's it still rings true to this day i think it's still a good song that's appropriate mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you look around the world. And yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and it definitely yeah, has absolutely. a timeless. I don't. It's some. I don't 
really think that this is actually even performed that much, and it's, it's a great song. He performed know? it doing uh, One Night Alone, I think. Yeah, he did. Yes. Just, yeah, 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 like one verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, when he's right. doing the That's piano right, medley. Right. Yes. Right. I've been listening to that. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to that one verse. Yeah. So then that brings us to Lady Cab Driver, which probably is the most controversial song on here. Mm-hmm. We will talk about why. No, but <laughs> AUT Omatic was controversial for the video. I think mm-hmm. this is controversial for, for what the... happens at the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. But before that, this is the warmest sounding track mm-hmm. um, because this is the only track I think that uses live drums. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Um, all the other stuff is strictly Lynn drum machine programming. This uses live drums, that plus the rhythm and bass guitar. Mm-hmm. This almost sounds to me there there are points where this sounds like seven 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 ninety three. I was gonna say it sounds like a time song. It sounds like a time yeah. song. And if you in later in Lady Cab Driver where Prince is flipping between synth and electric guitar, that same kind of arrangement occurs in seven 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 ninety three eleven. Right. Um this kind of switching up um, from from synth to electric guitar, so it reminded me of that album, mm-hmm. and the liveness of it, the warmness of it, um, also reminded me of that album. Um, the taxi cab theme is something he mentioned in Annie Christian mm-hmm. um, in Controversy, mm-hmm. where he says, "You know, until you're crucified, I live my life in taxi cab." So mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. That, that's a, a kind of recurring motif. And in this song, um, at the end is. You know, <laughs> this, depending on some, some people say it's a rape scene. Some people say it's just aggressive sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I initially, I was very uncomfortable, you know, listening to this song um, where he's basically saying, you know, he's clearly having sex with this woman, presumably the lady cab driver whose voice is played by Jim Jones. This is for the cab, you have to drive for no money at all. My brother, handsome and tall. This is for politicians who are bored and believe in war. And this, yeah, that's for me, that's who that one's for. This is for discrimination and egotism, they're supreme. And this is for whoever taught you how to kiss and design a jeans. Ah, that one's for, that one's for where you have to live. This one's for the rich, not all of them, just the greedy. The ones that don't know how to give. With your 77 and tourists at Disneyland And this one, ooh, yeah That's the one, that's for That's for the, the creator of man This is for the sun um, and he's saying, you know, this is for the something, you know, this is for the, the, you know, for me not being handsome and tall like yeah. my brother. Mm-hmm. This is for, you know, he's kind of taking off his grief, taking out his grievances, his frustration, yeah. his frustration. Yeah. And this woman, yeah. so it's yeah. is kind of borderline well, it, risky to me. I don't yeah. think it's rape, though. I, I want to be on record and say I don't think it's rape. And I yeah. think there are people who enjoy aggressive sex, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I think for the time period. To, to put that out there was pretty again bold. Risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bold, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah it was. But it was fun and and weird at the same time because you're looking at it and going, all right, what is? This? And then it just gets more. It gets ridiculous and then it calms down and he's like, all right, well, this is for the creator of man, the sun, the moon, the stars, the tour is a Disneyland, and you're like, what the. Yeah, yeah where, where are we going about? with this now? Yeah, We've totally and went. It, he was good at marketing this stuff at yeah. the time. You know, with the he knew what well, to do to create some controversy, I, yeah. get some yeah, buzz in the press. I, I mean, I he said he's, pushing he's about envelope. pushing the envelope, but I I do think that there's something. I I don't think that a, a real 
I mean, they're they're different reads of Prince, right? Yeah. Um, and there's there's a kind of feminist read of Prince, which again looks at him like doing the whole mm-hmm. masculine vulnerability thing, which is progressive. But then there's the other read of Prince, which is the kind of controlling, borderline misogynist, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that that has to be put on the table. I mean, it it. It's it's walking a fine line. Yeah. I mean, I think it's walking yeah. a fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the the body of work where he does present himself as vulnerable, I don't think that it's intended to be a rape scene. Although some people mm-hmm. have, I think it's important to say some people have read it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is an outtake, extra lovable, where Prince does say, "I'm going to have to rape you now." <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then there's another outtake. Um, do yourself a favor mm-hmm. where he smacks the person mm-hmm. so I think that we have to keep that on the table of you know questionable I mean Prince was young mm-hmm. you know yeah. obviously this is this is 1982 these things were yeah, released Prince is like 24 years old mm-hmm. when this album is coming yeah. out how many 24 year olds living in 1982 had progressive gender politics not a whole lot <laughs> right. certainly not a whole lot of rock stars or wannabe rock stars but that's probably um, why he pulled those songs back you know and but this song is in. here I know yeah. I mean yeah. this song yeah. is here so um, and you know we, I think there is there is a basis to talk about his gender politics. Maybe a future podcast mm. <laughs> will explore Prince's gender politics. <laughs> but um, I, it also fits in this roller coaster of what's going on. You know, the rejection, the you know everything that we've already talked about. You know, it fits in there. It's in that. You know, now he's letting go of his frustrations. You know, so it's there. It's part of the theme. It's it fits for the contents of what it is. If you take it that way, you know. But there are people going to take it in, in different directions, as you mentioned. You know. So next up is All the Critics Love You in New York. Um, new Wave to the Fullest. Yeah, and this is New Wave to the Fullest. Yeah. Why you can play what you want to. All the critics love you in New York. They won't say that you're naive if you play what you believe in New York. Purple love and more. It's all you're in for. But don't show it. The reason that you're cool. Cause you're from the old school and they know it. Time for jazz to die. Yeah. Almost the death of organic music is being pronounced here. Mm-hmm. Um, is Fourth of November significant? I I kind of looked around. I didn't see anything mm-hmm. significant. Yeah, he says Fourth of day of November. We need a purple high. Yeah. Um, they just could have rhymed. Yeah, I I just I, use, like I, I use it as my status update in 2008 because it was the fourth day of November was election day. Uh, <laughs> so that's, I, that's, that's what funny. I yeah. that's how I connected it with. But uh, Man, I'm really sure that Prince, Prince was is Notre Dame. Yeah, Prince <laughs> the prophet, right? Um, and then lastly, International Lover. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is the classic ballad mm-hmm. um, that we kind of expect mm-hmm. one on every album. Um, what I like about this uh, this this song is. Um, it reminds me of when Prince does this whole analogy, like the court scene in I Hate You. Yeah, like yeah. Exactly. this is He's right, like the, right, the right. pilot, and he's mm-hmm. using all of those metaphors, right? Mm-hmm. The airplane, yeah. the flotation device, like it's mm-hmm. all very... And coming in for it's, a it's, it's almost, it's maybe too forced, but mm-hmm. it's, it's very complete mm-hmm. usage of that metaphor. He takes it to the, the full, full extent. It appears to me 
This is a good slow jam overall. Yeah. And I, I do think he yeah. got better later. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah, think it was fun. Like, I don't look at it as, you know, I, I don't do a comparison between, like, Little Red Corvette and that song. Mm-hmm. Little Red Corvette is, to me, more serious. This song, to me, it's like, he's right. just having fun. Yeah. It's like the sense of humor we always talk about. We wish he would come out with more. Mm-hmm. To me, I listen to this song. It cracks me up. I mean, yeah. I find mm-hmm. it hysterical. And it, uh, just a I great way to end up. I think he probably thought it was a panty dropper song. He probably hoped panties dropped, not laughter came out of this song. Sorry, Prince. My panties did not drop when I heard this song. But that didn't exist in this album, as opposed to prior albums. There were that. There was that ballad. You know, this album didn't have that. No, no. Well, this comes closest. Mm-hmm. International mm-hmm. Lover comes yeah. closest as a seduction, a song mm-hmm. intended for it's seduction. It's like the, the track that did that, and it was actually a B-side, and I kind of want to yeah. jump into the yeah. B-sides now, is How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore. Yeah, Great song, never included yeah. in the album, came out as a B-side later on, covered by many of people, mm-hmm. most notably Including. recently, uh, Lisa Keys, right. You know, right. Right. You know, who really brought back the attention to that song. Right. Just made it... it if it wasn't before, you know, just right. made it a household name. I keep your picture beside my bed. And I still remember everything you said. I always thought I love so And I think this is, you know, the time when, you know, people, even radio would play this B-Sides. Because yes. this was a big hit on, especially R&B radio stations. Yeah. Um, and, and he was performing. On, and he was performing yeah, on stage. And this, again, I mean, I, I kind of contrast the cold warmth thing yeah. that's been common in my commentary is that this, you know, this is a purely organic recording, right? Because yeah. it's the piano. You can even hear his um, foot pedals you can hear oh, yeah. him tapping yeah. the foot pedals while he's playing so it's a really uh, a great contrast to the kind of digital coldness right. of 1999 it's interesting um, i think besides him performing this in concert the other thing that sort of brought this song back to me was in the movie girl six that uses music with mm-hmm. spike lee there's a there's a scene where this song plays in the background and it's like this poignant scene and that song it sort of brought the song like back yeah. to me uh, during that time which was interesting Wow. The only B-side we didn't talk about was Horny Toad. Horny Toad. Come on to your door. 
Oh yeah, which was the B-side to Delirious. Right, Delirious. which I didn't like anyway. So. Well, do you want to want to start like a just say like just so we cover? You just, can because mm-hmm. I don't have anything to say about it. Just say, was that on, <laughs> what? I don't remember Horny Toad. Was that on the? It's funny because I think he re-released Horny Toad as part of the Get Off singles. It's it, no, that I'm sorry, that's Horny Pony. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same stupid song. Hey, Bony. No, Horny yeah. Toad, Toad is, is a continuation of that kind of rockabilly yeah. sound of Delirious. It's Horny Toad the, the hit B-sides. B-sides yeah. Yeah. That's why I know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't particularly remarkable no. to mm-hmm. me. Throw mm-hmm. In 1999, um, the album right. achieves fourth a platinum status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four times platinum. Uh, four times platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... Which is four million records sold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, it, and it makes a reappearance on the on the charts. Yes. yes. Right? Because everyone's expecting... Right. It's the most appropriate song mm-hmm. to sing. Not only in 1999, but 1998. Right? Because yeah. New Year's Eve mm-hmm. is about to be 1999. Yeah, yeah. And in 1999, yeah. it's about to be 2000 The party's yeah. over. Which is what the song was actually about. It was about the year 2000, not the year 1999. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now he, in his struggle with the with Warner Brothers Records, big deal about his masters, he decides to release re-release his own version of 1999 and call it 1999 New Masters with the with the intentions that he's going to remaster all his stuff and here's the first one. Right, because the idea being that, that the record company actually owns that physical master. Right. So mm. if he re-records the entire song, mm. now he owns it, he could do whatever he wants exactly. with it. Exactly, re-release it if he wants. Yeah. But unfortunately, this is a miserable failure. It's probably the... Damn! Worst. No, I'm sorry... <laughs> It was the worst single that Prince has ever released at this point. Um, the remixes were horrible. The it was all over the place. They included Larry Graham on this instead of the original. And Rosa Gaines, Rosa was on, Gaines. Was on it. It's like and Dougie Fresh was on it, I think. Yeah. It was and the, um, what was the actress's <laughs> name? Rosaria Dawson. Rosaria Dawson. That's like a spoken, spoken word, word piece. Yes. Yeah. Over, I think. Little the, Red Corvette. Yeah, right? yeah. About yeah. I think he was you like overly ambitious. You want to hear something it, yeah. really bad about the Dougie Fresh rap on that? In the Ghostbusters two soundtrack, he has a song called Spirit, and he reuses that same exact rap in the nineteen ninety nine New Master. Yeah. Is, so, wow. I can't. I, like I don't like speaking bad about Prince music, but this is really bad. I mean, it was Tower him Records trying was, to capitalize on the fact that yeah. it was Warner Brothers was selling it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they even I think added stickers to the albums that says like includes 1999 on this and mm-hmm. whatever hits album was on. And so they re-released it as a single. As a single, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was him trying to to do that. It was a low point. It, it wasn't. Was, yeah, I actually. I actually went to his sort of album release party that was in Vegas uh, for 1999, The New Master, and have the T-shirt somewhere wow. in my apartment still. <laughs> but uh, it was at the MGM Grand, uh, the Studio 54. I don't know if it's still there, but that was the name of the club. One night, um, uh, the time performed. The next night, he performed. 
and Larry Graham, Rosie Gaines performed. But the strangest thing was they never performed in 1999. We were all out there for the album release of the new master. Mm-hmm. He just never performed it. So. And he had all the key players to yeah, this. Yeah, everyone was there. And, was, and you know, that was also the time when he was like, uh, this is it. I'm going to retire in 1999 and, and never perform it again. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that 1999 that he said that? Like, yeah. He, he well, yeah. He, it, of course. he, he does songs, it now. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He, had a, he was yeah. basically claiming he had all these old songs. Right. We're not going to do this anymore. Right. This is the last time you're going to hear this. Yeah, right. Um, and well, time is a trick. Yeah, apparently. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so he was supposed to retire. It could be 1999 yeah. right now. Could mm-hmm. be 1492. It could be 1492. Well, he was supposed to retire <laughs> it after. Could be 3120. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he was supposed to retire it after the performance that was played 99 into 2000 on pay per view. That yeah. then became that you the also rave. Attended. I did there too. Right. I was there too. That then became the rave <laughs> into, into the, the year. 2000 2000, 2000 yeah. which uh, yes I went to that I think it was whatever the <laughs> term is uh, but no that was I think December 17th out right. in uh, in Minnesota right. which I did also go to mm-hmm. and if you watch uh, the performance of I think I said this in the first podcast if you watch a performance of Kiss uh, you'll see me on the anger guy next to a guy that's wearing a black baseball cap with the symbol because I'd waited outside for seven hours. But yes, that he performed 1999 there. Um, that was supposed to be his retirement, but as we know, it came back. Oh, we got to talk about Bam. Another thing that happened uh, around that time, uh, well, not at that time, but years later, uh, probably one of the most phenomenal cover shows. And I'm not a big fan of cover shows. I don't like cover bands. I don't like Prince Impersonators. You guys, you do your, you do what you do, but you know, I'm not, enjoying it at all you know there are there's a segment of the market that likes that but this probably was the best cover show i've ever been to in my whole entire life the 1999 show in bam um um brooklyn Brooklyn academy Academy. yeah yeah it was um december uh 11th and 12th it was a saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. in 1999 and they had put on um, a couple different shows like that where they had done, let's say, an entire album. They did Miles Davis' Kind of Blue. They did a Joni Mitchell album. And this was them performing 1999 straight through. And then they also did Irresistible Bitch who at the were, end. Who was it? Who was it? And the, yeah, go ahead. Questlove was the music director. Yes, yeah, exactly. So it kind of makes, right. it explains why it was done so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really um, was. He has a love for Prince. Yeah. And it shined through in this Yeah performance so yeah you had sort of like the uh the roots were sort of like the house band you had mm-hmm. different people performing um vernon reed from living color mm-hmm. was also the guitarist was mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. a major person that played yeah. with them the entire yeah. time mm-hmm. um you had uh, so many different performances so you had folks like Bilal performed Bilal did an incredible version nice. of uh international yeah it was, great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great Joan Osborne did Little Red Corvette which yes. was really good I remember that mm-hmm. um, Prince B from PM Dawn did Free <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if it was yeah. both nights I went both nights but I definitely remember him coming out in like a Purple Rain Prince outfit and everyone just going crazy <laughs> um, the the lead singer of In Living Color, Corey Glover, came out and did Lady Cab Driver, which was actually gave me a brand new appreciation for that song. He was crazy, just mm-hmm. very, very active and performing. He was running through the audience mm-hmm. while he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Quest loves ad lib at the end <laughs> with the drum, with the kick drum. Yeah, he did. He sort of did the you know the scene that we talked about before, mm-hmm. like the sex scene. Yeah, but like on the drums and yeah. yelling out everything, which is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> we all had a good time with that. Chocolate Genius did Irresistible Bitch. I don't 
yeah. know who that is, but it was a good performance. I remember mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Chocolate genius. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Google him. Look him up. Somebody He's on Wikipedia. Came... I'm trying to remember. Somebody came was out. Was Michelle the... on there? Michelle. Yes. 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 What did she do? She. I, it doesn't say it on here, but she definitely performed it. Very impressive. These are all really, really um, well-known, yeah. local, in some cases, national artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something in the Water was done by Rashid. Rashid, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, good musicians yeah, in their yeah, own right. Yeah, it was right. really good great. Yeah, yeah. Good people yeah. and then they're yeah. either up and coming or coming out at yeah. that time, and yeah. they're really just tremendous artists. I'm going right to pronounce this completely incorrectly. Delirious was done by Quadi Mundi. Sorry, sorry, if you're out there listening. Sorry, <laughs> did not compute. <laughs> I actually I apologize. Didn't register. You lucky you found that article because I I really tried to look for stuff and I couldn't find it because I, I it, know I was dying it's such a, to find it was it. such a great experience and I really wish that it was recorded and sold because it was so yeah good. it was well done it yes. was really well done and I mean I think a lot of people I know I went both nights because we were all hoping that Prince was going to show up he didn't but it was still a great show mm-hmm. and actually I saw PM Don <laughs> shockingly <laughs> I saw a concert yeah. I saw PM Don years after that at BB King's and after they were just hanging around the two guys and I was talking to them about that and they said they loved it it was such a good experience to mm-hmm. work with all the other artists and the roots and mm-hmm. you know they just had a great time and, and he has a recording of it um oh, but uh but yeah they just said it was great so yeah. prince b if you're listening to this you know if you could send <laughs> yeah, us a copy we, we'll um we can do a whole podcast about yeah, you yeah, yeah, totally. to it. it's not even funny it's so rude i like people i'm trying to get this tape don't mess this up for me no um so he yeah, got beat up by Karis one he did get right. beat up by Karis one you're right come on twice that's right yeah he did get beat up by Karis one that's funny yeah. okay so yeah 1999 great yeah, album. album you know i highly recommend it yeah. if you haven't heard it go get it well hopefully you've heard <laughs> it uh, if you haven't heard it <laughs> yeah there's something wrong with you this is the you know this the music he's doing at this time he's working primarily by himself Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that he's always done this recorded, arranged, written, composed, and stuff right. along. But um, you know, there's the whole thing of controversy and what was the role of Dez, and then what was the role of Andre, and mm-hmm. both of them are Andre's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Dez is minimally mm-hmm. um, involved. Mm-hmm. This is really Prince hunkering down mm-hmm. um, on 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 the music, mm-hmm. and probably even engineering a lot. And, of engineering, and extremely yeah. extremely prolific at this time. He mm-hmm. you know he puts out Vanity, he puts out um, the Time, um, and this is this is where he is um, kind of creating a space for himself, you know, mm-hmm. and priming the market for what what will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So important important album. Mm-hmm. Um, to to really i was glad to have revisited the tracks i don't think i've sat and listened to the album from beginning to end in a while mm-hmm. in a while other than having to do it for this this podcast right. and that's kind of renewed kind of have a renewed appreciation for it as a result so hopefully yeah. you guys do too yeah and send us your thoughts i really like to know what you think about 1999 and generally our podcast at all your your, your feedback is always appreciated and now a word from our resident Angry Prince fan, Richard Kraheli. Yo, I'm Rich. I'm also a pop. That's right, you heard it correctly. Sometime between the last podcast and right now, I became father to an awesome, dashing, drooling little dude. 
Now, that wasn't the sole reason we've been on hiatus, although I'd love to shoulder some of that blame, just to be confrontational. But all jokes aside, the little guy is my top priority. And by little guy, I don't mean our old purple Yoda. Speaking of that guy, I also want to disclose that I'm not one of those crazy fanatical dudes that'll name my child after our silly little musician. No Christopher Tracy, no Alexander Nevermind, or any other zany nonsense owed to the Chan Hassan Wonder Boy. That said, I have to keep my little quips short right now. I definitely don't want to disturb my kid. So I'll be thinking of little beefs here and there to rag on. So if you guys have any ideas or suggestions, please send it to me at rich at npny.org. And uh, I'll take care of it from there. Pop life is in order, y'all. I gotta get out of here. Always. Rich. Thank you for listening to NPNY Radio. We want to thank you for listening, and we want to remind you to send your feedback to radio at npny.org. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode, so stay tuned.